This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. Right, here we go. What do these things have in common? Frequent flyer points, vacation days, investments, money, blood, memories, or grudges? Well, the answer is you can bank or store them for a future time. You can bank frequent flyer points, money, blood, even memories. You can bank them and store them for a future time. One thing in life that you can't bank, though, for the future is time. The clock is running. You can save time. You can do time, make time, waste time. You can be on time. You can be just in time. They say that you can save time, but what that really means is you can use less time. There's overtime. There's timeless. And there's in the nick of time, but you can't bank time. Once it's gone, it's gone. If you've listened to any of my past podcasts, I am crazy about having the core competency of managing and understanding time because time is everything in the center. You've heard me talk about the fact that we need to be maniacal about time what a call center minute is. Everybody needs to understand the impact of time and why people need to be in their seats when they need to be in their seats and to stay in their seats for whatever the length of time that is, whatever day of the week or hour it is, they need to be on time. And of course, you've heard me talk about the fact that if you're really someone that's serious about time, that one of the ways that you can tell that your culture is driven by time is that you may see a supervisor or a leader running to a meeting. Have you seen anybody running to a meeting later, lately in your center? Have you seen anybody that's maniacal about time? You see, because in a contact center, no one has enough time. There are so many decisions that we make about things we're not going to do because we don't have enough time. And we're gonna talk about one of those today because today we're gonna talk about coaching time. Last week I actually shared in my my note on average handle time, the average cost of of what the cost is of coaching of just one 30-minute coaching session per employee per month. For 100 center people center, I said it was like $22,000. For 500 people, $115,000. And for 5,000 5, people, it was almost a million dollars just for 30 minutes once a month. And we all know those aren't really the costs, right? I mean, those are just the cost of that coaching time. But 
you know, $4 million, $20 million, $200 million to run your centers. And this coaching time that we spend, which is usually much more than just 30 minutes a month, this is at its core mission critical to our success. You see, because we work in an environment with never-ending entry-level new people on the low end of the pay scale, talking to our most precious assets, our, your customers. That's it if you do it yourself. If you're outsourced, then they're not even your employees that are never-ending entry-level new people on the low end of the pay scale, talking to your most precious assets, your customers. And again, if you've listened to my podcast, you've heard over and over again that your worst employee will talk to more customers today than your most highfalutin marketing executive may talk to in a year. And the importance of that transaction is even more serious when you think about the fact that many of us now are using services that are offshore, nearshore, and we've added an even another level, which is now we get to toss in culture and language and can people understand and voice inflection and accents and all the other things that come with that. My company, we live day to day in the business of coaching. And inherently, everyone wants more coaching time. They all say, we wish we had more coaching time. Hey, we need to try to find some coaching time. Or, hey, I can't find any more coaching time. But here's my question for you. If you did have more coaching time, what would you do with it? What would you do if you have extra time? Which then begs the question, what do you do with the time that you have? I'm going to give you four core principles that I think you need to have when you're coaching. This won't be my last message on coaching, but this is a pretty good start. So here we go. Podcast 85. Here's four things you need to know, four principles for coaching. Number one, every employee deserves to be coached. And most people buy into this, right? Especially in the beginning. A lot of organizations have a lot of coaching in the beginning because they don't know what they're talking about. We've got a lot we need to do. We almost get the impression that we overcoach early. We have lots of resources, lots of availability. But then in most organizations, that has a tendency to taper over time, which means that the more tenured you are, the more the less coaching that you get. And then the third thing is, is that in many instances, more for the people that need it, which means that in my terms, roses, daisies, and weeds, weeds, daisies get more coaching than roses because they usually need more. They make more mistakes. We find more things that they have issue with. And those cornerstones of those three principles are completely wrong. And in the world of every employee deserves to be coach, they're wrong. Because not only should there be a lot in the beginning, it should be the same amount. It should never stop. The same amount of coaching that you invest in the beginning, you should be investing all the way through because everybody deserves to be coached. 
It shouldn't taper over time. It should be the same whether you're a rose, whether you're a daisy, or whether you're a weed. Not just for the people that need it because every single person needs it. Every single person needs to be encouraged. They need to be challenged. They need to be renewed. They need to be reinforced. And they need to connect. When you look at so many other professions, they all have coaches. Let's start at the, the, the top of the food chain when it comes to money. Every professional athlete is coached all the time. They're coached all the way through their practice. They're coached after practice. They're coached while they're playing consistently, completely, every single minute that they're performing, they're coached. President of the United States has all sorts of advisors, coaches. CEOs and leaders of large Fortune 500 companies have multiple consultants, board of directors, people that provide them value and advice and expertise on areas that they know about, maybe on areas that they don't know about. Maybe these people have more experience than they do. Maybe they have a different perspective. Maybe they have a perspective in an area that they're not in yet, but they'd like to be in. Everybody's coached. Your contact center folks deserve to be coached. Second up, every employee deserves to be coached well. How well are your employees coached? What sort of coaching programs do you have in place? Are they consistent? Is there quality training for the people that are doing the coaches? Because we know how they became team leads or supervisors. It was because they were competent. It's how they got the job. More than likely, they were really, really good at their job on the floor. They desired a promotion. You desired to keep them. You have a revolving door of new people that are coming in. Someone needs to explain it to them. So you went and found the people that were most competent, the people that know how to do the work. It was their price for entry. But what are we doing about keeping these people up to speed? How much do you invest in your leadership? When was the last time you coached the coach? The answer should be today, or at worst case, yesterday, if it wasn't a Saturday or a Sunday, because your coaches, your leaders need to be coached as well. They need to be coached on how to coach. They need to be given the skills and tools and the training necessary to be great coaches because everyone deserves to be coached well. And it's people skills, how to connect, how to model, how to have a plan on what to coach on, how to know how to coach the different challenges and issues that their frontline has. They need to be coached on how to be coached by you. They need to be coached on how to lead. They need to be coached on being someone that these folks want to be coached by. Would you want to be coached by them? Sit down, write out the names of the people that work for you, the people that actually coach your employees. Would you want to be coached by them? Would you want to be coached by you? Third up is that every employee should look forward to being coached.
Do your reps want to be coached? Or are you an organization that only really get coached when you get in trouble? I mean, I know that you do the, the, the monthly coaching, but the reality is the true coaching only comes when you make a mistake, when you do something wrong, when you're not, you're not working. Every one of your employees should want to be coached. I mean, at, at a bare minimum, they want to be coached because it gives them some time off the phone. They should look forward to being coached just simply because they're going to get a break that they don't normally get. But more important than just time off the phone, they want to be coached because it's an opportunity for them to share, opportunity for them to grow, learn, get better, shine, opportunity for you to fill them up. And this is something that I've heard, you've heard before. It's an opportunity for them to talk to someone that has their best interests in mind. Employees should want to be coached because it's a chance for them to get better. How well do you know your employees, the people that you're coaching? Do you know their hobbies? Do you know their goals? Do you know their friends? Do you know their dreams? Do you know their challenges? That's a part of coaching because that's all information that you use to help them become who they want to be, to help them become the best representation for your company, the best that they can be for you in their job right now. Every employee should look forward to being coached. And then finally, it should actually work. Does it work? Does your coaching work? Whether you're spending 30 minutes or two hours, does it work? Are your people getting better? Not, not, not a little bit better, they're getting much better. When you talk to them, when you follow up with them, when you renew with them, when you reinforce with them, when you refresh with them, when you remind them, are they getting better, much better? Are people sticking around? Are your best people sticking with you? Or even the people that are not your best, are they sticking around? Are they sticking around to the point that other people are sticking around to be with them? Your coaching capabilities, your investment in coaching, the time that you spend, the priority that you put on it, this is probably one of the best examples of your culture, of your investment in your center. If you're a BPO, your coaching, how you coach, the experience of coaching, the value of coaching, the results of coaching should be a competitive advantage. It should be a selling point. If you're buying services or you're evaluating your services, is there anything more important to see than how you coach and the results from coaching or how well you hold on to good people? Coaching is, is, is it's like healthy food. It, it's nourishments that you give that you know that if people eat healthy, they will be more healthy. I didn't say it was water because water in the center is like air in the center and that's having the right people in the right seats at the right time. But we all know that we've got to have bodies in the seats. And of course, your culture plays into that as well. But your coaching, your ability to improve somebody, to take somebody and make them better. Take somebody from the time they go in till the time that they leave you, whatever the length of time that is, that people are getting better. Yes, that means your roses get better. Your roses need to be coached. Your daisies need to be coached. Yes, your weeds need to be coached as well. How do you measure coaching? 
Can you walk down the aisles of your organization and say, great coach, spectacular coach, not very good coach, terrible coach. And if that terrible coach is still coaching, that's your fault. You need to do something about it. How do you measure coaching? Well, you certainly measure performance and you have to measure it over time. You need to measure performance and coaching by person. Yeah, the averages are great, but we could still have a lot of roses, but that doesn't mean we're actually improving the daisies and the weeds. And of course, you measure coaching by the things that we measure the agents by, and that might be adherence or CSAT or whatever else, but, but unlike some of our other measurements where we may be restrictive in what we actually measure, when you're measuring coaching, we measure everything. You can measure coaching performance on talk time. We can measure coaching performance on the number of calls that they take. We can do things in coaching that are not related to compensation or whether they're going to stick around or whether we're going to keep them or not, that, that we, can, we can measure that, that show whether the coaching is working. We measure coaching by turnover. Are we holding on to our great people? We measure coaching by our ability to connect with and stay connected to our daisies who who we know invariably need a lot of attention because we're so messing with the weeds and the roses that we, we, we miss this group. We measure coaching by turnarounds. How many people were destined to leave that we were able to turn around? Which coaches actually can turn somebody around and make somebody better? better? We measure coaching by, by employees and how they feel about, about ESAT or what their pulse is how they feel about the company. It's a reflection of coaching. We measure coaching by engagement, by employee participation, by the leaders or coaches' participation. We measured by how many people participate in the Halloween party or their people are involved in the potluck. We measure it by their ability to, to coach people, to encourage others and are active participants. We measure coaching by teamwork. How well do they work with their peers, with others? How well do they work with pursuing and emphasizing the company's goals and missions and purposes? And we measure coaching by their coachability. How well are they able to be coached by you? How well do they perform? How well do they respond to the things that you coach them on or their coaches coach them on. Boy, it sure does get entwined with leadership, doesn't it? Doesn't coaching get really, really actively messy when you start to look at it in comparison to the, to the, the things we're looking for, the expectations we have for leaders? You see, every person deserves to be coached. Every employee deserves to be coached well. Every employee should look forward to being coached. And your coaching should actually work. We have no time in the contact center, or very little time. Quite frankly, the exact opposite is true. We've got an enormous amount of time. But there's very little time to actually make a difference. The time that we have to make a difference when they're not on the phone is coaching. 
How well are you making use of that time? Because it's going away, you can't bank it. It's fleeting. It's valuable. And you can't get it back again. Take a closer look at these four principles and put them to use. And you'll have better coaches and better performance and lower turnover and more customer satisfaction and employee loyalty. I say at the end of every podcast that you can be a great leader. It just requires a lot of hard work and focus. And it requires you to bring along people to help you, something like a coach, or for you to mentor and coach other people. If you're really great at this, I mean, if this is your core competency, if you excel, I would like to know. Please reach out to me. I want to talk to you. I want to learn from you. I want to talk about you and the things that you do. If this is something that you're working on and we can help, call us. But either way, get better. Keep getting better. This content center industry is crazy. We're all crazy because we're in it, but we're crazy together. It's been great to talk to you this week. Look forward to talking to you next. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.